Hey everyone, this is Blair from the Grademaker Wrestling Podcast. So this week's episode deals with some sensitive issues and I just wanted to give everyone a heads up before listening to it, just so there are no surprises going into it. So thank you very much for checking out the podcast. Thank you for your support and I really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Thank you. Grainmaker. Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you're sitting down to listen to this. Now, by the time you're listening to this, it, we're already into October. So, I mean, the fall season is around the corner or we're into the fall season. We're, we're enjoying the nice crisp weather. We're enjoying getting ready for Halloween, all of that fun stuff. And this week on the Great Maker Wrestling Podcast, I'm very happy to chat with my guest. It was someone I've been wanting to talk to for a while. They are quickly becoming an important figure on the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene and all throughout North America. So joining me this week on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast is none other than the villain, Tara Zepp. Tara, how are you doing? Hello, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Now, I wanted to ask because we are a few weeks out from a few weeks past uh, NEW14. How is everything going? How are you feeling? How How is life treating you at the moment? It's pretty good. Actually, at NEW14, I got a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I took a, a gnarly power bomb, and uh, so the last week I've been like pretty much just chilling at home, mm-hmm. sleeping, and trying to, you know, get over headaches and shit. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty good now. Feeling pretty has good. That, gonna start training again. Yeah. Has that been your like most significant injury so far throughout wrestling? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've had a lot of minor injuries, like a broken big toe, which is actually really annoying because it like Mm. never heals. It still hurts from (laughs) months ago. Uh, And then like, you know, like bruised meniscus and like little, just like little things that just happen, you know, mostly Mm. in training. Like I think I sprained my neck a couple of times, but nothing, nothing uh, serious until the concussion. And it was a, it was an, it was a gnarly one. So yeah, Yeah. my first one, hopefully my last fuck, who knows. concussions can be like serious business so i mean it's at least you know know. you're taking the steps to like get well and relax and like just take it in you know yeah i guess it's a it's different for everyone because i remember dating skaters growing up and them always having concussions but i swear to god like the first three days i was puking nonstop, and i was just i was fucked like i was like crying and shit like you get like emotional and stuff it's Mm -hmm. really weird and you don't know why you're emotional you're just like, I, I'm just crying. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's fucked. So, yeah. Anywho, I'm glad I'm over that. Fuck, that was the worst. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I mean, I want to, like, uh, like, I see, you know, Tara Zep now, like, on, you know, Twitter and Instagram, like, the horror movies, the, the metal music, the tattoos, and all of that, the wrestling. And I have to ask, like, growing up, was that, like, a big part of your, a part of growing up for you? I got to say, I've changed exactly 0% from (laughs) being a child, 100%. Uh, Still love the same shit. Uh, Still love the same movies. Still inspired by the same stuff, you know, and uh, 
The only difference is I finally made the uh, the plunge into training and actually doing the fucking thing. But um, yeah, I've always been a horror nut. I've always been a wrestling nut. And uh, yeah, um, I, I'm also an artist. So I'm an artist first. So I, uh, I've been a tattooer for about 13 years. So a great part of my my uh, 20s and stuff were just solely focusing on my tattoo career but mm -hmm. but yeah uh like i i knew you had you know were a tattoo artist but like you know i googled tara zep because i'm like i'll check out see if cage match you know what whatever information i can come do up I, with do i have a cage match it's not linked to anything yet okay. it just it comes up that you can't click it so oh, we, okay. have to, Actually, we have to i've never yeah yeah i think we have to work on getting that so like all your info is on there but um yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I search your name and then like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, tattoo artist. And then like seeing the other stuff like that, you had done some modeling before the, you know, the uh, artwork and all of that sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, OK, this is really interesting. And it's stuff that like a lot of people might not know about you. So it's like it's one of those things that when I'm researching and learning it, it's very interesting to me, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's funny. I don't really um, talk about my tattooing at all on my Twitter and a lot of the time I'll be like oh nice to meet you yeah, what do you do I'm a tattooer and they kind of look at me like oh okay cool and they don't realize that I'm actually like I've been around for a while and doing pretty good you know like I've mm -hmm. done a lot of traveling as a tattooer and I've done a lot with tattooing and because like, yeah. e even when I Googled you, someone like on a Reddit post for like tattoo art artistry, like posted like work you had done, like, oh, this was done by Tara Zip. And I'm like, no, that is cool. You know, like it, it's <laughs> branching out to like a whole other like, you know, platform sort of say. But yeah, totally. Like when it comes to wrestling, like were you a fan growing up when you were younger? Yeah, yeah. My parents, I some of my earliest memories were watching wrestling with my parents. Mm -hmm. Um both my parents, super athletic people. My dad's an MMA instructor, so I grew up with that. He loves fighting. He loves pride fighting, so I used to watch wrestling. And pride fighting, two very different things. Yes. But, um, yeah, UFC, all that stuff. We just watch a lot of, like, fighting and kind of that kind of stuff together. My mom loved – my mom was always obsessed with, like, the muscly, like, hunks in the ring. So between, yeah, my mom and my dad, they loved, they loved wrestling so much. And uh, – I got me into it too. And I immediately fell in love with the undertaker and like, it's been the, all about that kind of vibe ever since, you know? So I was about to ask like your first, like wh who drew you towards wrestling, but like the undertaker and like everything oh, yeah. else completely makes sense. So I used to write the undertaker like back in the day, like I used to have, um, I still have all my old WWF magazines, but I would like do like the little, you can write them in the back section, you yeah. know, they'd get the address and never heard back once, but I used to write psycho Sid undertaker in China all the time. Those, those were my three like favorites. But like, as a kid, you're thinking like, Hey, what if they do actually respond? Because like, you never know. Like, <laughs> never did so sad <laughs> that reminds me of like when i was younger and uh like pbs you could donate money to like keep the programming running and i was like oh, oh you yeah. donate and you get a birthday card from big bird and like i'm like mom <laughs> we gotta donate she's like okay okay she 
I did get a birthday card from Big Bird, oh! but little did I know that it was the same writing as my mom. So. Oh, that is so cute, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that heart. was a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you stay like a fan throughout wrestling? Did you check out at all? Because, I mean, oh, it's yeah. various fandom, you know? I definitely checked out. I went through a phase of like, I don't know, being a god. I was like into modeling pretty heavily as like a little kid, like my parents just kind of threw me into it and acting and stuff. And I um, went through a phase where I hated everything to do with beauty and like modeling and models. And you know what I mean? That vibe. I was like, I'm a goth now. I hate this stuff. Mm. And I hated the whole, I hated the diva era. Now I think it's fucking cool. You know, I look back on that shit, Trish and whatever. And I'm like sick, whatever. But at that mm. point I was completely checked out. I was like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. you know whatever so I checked out for a bit definitely and I didn't really watch a lot of WWE up until just recently to be honest but uh what got me back into wrestling was like CZW and EC finding some e- uh, ECW clips mm-hmm. so and then I was like oh I fucking like this shit I like I like the hardcore shit I like the I like blood I like violence I like yeah I like light tubes. Like that's what I'm into. You know what I mean? So, and then I fell right back in love and it was just like, you know, yeah. Like a little kid again. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that like say ECW or the CZW, it's an entry point to so much more for wrestling fans. Cause the first time I ever watched it, it's like, you see that there's an alternative and then like, okay, there are other wrestlers. There's different styles. And like, yeah, it really, it, you're allowed to expand your horizons a little bit more. Definitely, yeah. And I also was so convinced that, like, Deathmatch was real, that they really actually didn't like each other. So it was like, you know, you're obviously a kid, you think it's real, then you realize it's not, and it's like realizing Santa's not real, and it's heartbreaking. And then I found, you know, Deathmatch, and I was like, whoa, this this is real! You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, I had that feeling all over again, and it just felt, like, fresh and exciting again, you know? So it's really cool, yeah. Do you remember the first like death match you saw? Um, sick. It was sick. Nick Mondo. It was a clip I yeah. saw. Somebody okay. showed showed it to me, and I was just like, "Whoa!" And I remember people I was with were like, "Oh, this is disgusting!" And I was like, "I want more!" You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was some some Mondo stuff, and Zandig was one of the first ones I was watching, and uh, who else on there? Uh, that fucking guy that became a big anti-masker i really liked him too what's his name again became a ref on wwe oh um um, drake younger here i love drake younger yeah okay yeah i thought he was cool he was cool Mm. um like because i am very unfamiliar with czw except for stuff like i've downloaded and put on hard drives because like there are some really cool matches that i'll come across and be like this is something I don't want to lose lose out on, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just knowing that it's there to go and watch. Like we're in a day and age where there's so much out there that you can use as like you know learning points, or even just to be as a fan and be like, yeah, I want to check this out. That like we're in a pretty golden age when it comes to like wrestling and its availability. Definitely, yeah. I think that's why it's blown up like it has again. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cl- clips have surfaced around and people are catching on and they're like holy fuck this is awesome you know so mm-hmm. i think a lot of that stuff was super hidden like before the internet like nobody knew what that stuff was nobody knew it's the- i mean as a canadian especially like we yes. didn't really have that shit right so mm-hmm. yeah 
you'd go on, you know, Napster, Kazan, download some wrestling clip that, you know, like you don't know who's in it or anything really. It's like bloody gory wrestling. And you're like, okay, this shit's cool. So Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it just like weird backyard shit. And- yeah. yeah. The um like at what point are you thinking like, okay, I want to get involved with wrestling? Because I mean, did you start your managerial career before getting into training or was training before managerial? Um, I wanted to do it properly. I felt like just sticking my nose in the business without any training wasn't appropriate. You know what I mean? So I definitely, Mm -hmm. um, it was during the COVID break where I like actually had a break from everything I was doing with my life in art and I had time to think about other things that I could do. And I'm like, you know, and we're losing time. The years are flying by, we're getting older. And I was just like, I have to do this now. I have to fucking mm-hmm. do this now. So the first thing I did was email uh, a school in Vancouver. And um, I told them I just wanted to manage. I'm like, I really want to get involved in the business. I fucking love this. You know, it's like my, it's my passion besides tattooing. This is my passion. I, I, I need to do this. Um, and yeah, started training or whatever with the intention of only managing because I just never, I was never a super athletic kid growing up. I was never, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, like I just, I didn't think I've also, also as a kid and like a young person, I was never like super confident in, you know, in my ability. So Mm -hmm. I just assumed manager, that's probably good for me. I, you know, I used to act as a kid, you know, I can do this, no problem. And then as I continued training and like chaining around and doing spots and doing moves and stuff, I'm like, I fucking love this shit. <laughs> um, so eventually I'm like, I guess I'm going to be, I, I guess I'm wrestling now. Like that's, mm-hmm. I, I definitely did not plan to do that though. I really didn't. It just kind of happened that way. So. Mm-hmm. And you were at Lionsgate Dojo, correct? Yeah. 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 That's where I'm training. Yeah. And I mean, initial experience when you step foot in there, because I mean, you're, I mean, you're familiar with wrestling, you know, you do have, you know, some acting and all different experiences, but like when you step foot into the, into the, you know, the dojo for the first time, what's going through your mind? Oh, I was so insecure and nervous. I just, Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I didn't know what I was going up against either. Like, um, and it was all just men when I tried out too. It was like a sea of men and then my little ass. And like, I'm a small girl. Like, even when I'm like, meet other small wrestlers, I'm much smaller than them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a small chick. So uh, I was definitely worried about that. I was worried about taking bumps um, and, you know, breaking essentially, you know. But it turns out you don't break when you fall. It's not that <laughs> yeah. easy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I learned a lot about myself and what I can take and consume and stuff, uh, which was cool. But yeah, I was definitely intimidated as fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You had mentioned, you know, like not being, you know, an athletic kid growing up, not, you know, doing that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and like, you know, kind of unsure about yourself, but like after getting involved with training and, you know, like doing shows and, you know, being a manager and eventually, you know, wrestling a match. I mean, like, was there sort of that, like, aha moment where you're like yeah i'm getting this shit kind of um i'm still definitely struggling with that i have like i have adhd and like i know a lot of wrestlers do it's not super uncommon for a wrestler to struggle with their memory and shit like that but Mm -hmm. 
I would say my main insecurity in wrestling at the moment is my memory. Um, yeah. I'm pretty secure with how I move in the ring and my character and stuff like that. You know, that's always evolving and will get better and, and whatnot. But as for like memory and stuff, very still struggling with that. So that's something that I, I have to work on. Mm -hmm. But that's just like purely like a reps, you know, like lots of reps and and, and just more experience. Just going to take me a little bit longer than, you know, maybe so-and-so who played basketball and did jujitsu growing up yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, I got to, I got to work a lot harder. <laughs> but I, I think like, but that's what makes you, you, you know, because if everyone carried the same pathway, then it's going to be, everyone has the same story. Everyone is going to be the same person just to be yeah. able to do it at your own pace and learn how you do. That's what's going to make yourself that much better, you know, Rob? definitely. Yeah. Better might not yeah, be the best just, word, but I think you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just a just a lot of fucking work, you know. It's just yeah, just repping it and showing up and doing your best is really all you can do. And uh, hopefully, it works out for me, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the dojo, you have a great group of trainers there. Was there any oh, yeah. advice or anything that they had told you starting off that really stuck with you? Um, I mean, there's been many times where I get super down on myself and I am a bit of a nihilist and I get in my head and I've always been like this. Unfortunately, I wish I could kill that saboteur in my head, but mm -hmm. I definitely have one. So my trainers have been incredible with just being like, wake up, see things clearly for a moment. You're in your head right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what you, how you feel is not the reality of how everyone else feels. Yeah. So remembering that actually <laughs> had a talk with a trainer today about this exact same thing. I'm like, I'm struggling with this. And it's just like, literally just like, keep going. We believe in you. If we believe in you, then, and I'm like, okay, any point in time, if you say I should quit, just be honest. <laughs> like, yes, of course. But no, they're just like, you know, if we didn't believe in you, we wouldn't get you booked on shows. We wouldn't mm -hmm. be pushing you. So that's that's a good feeling i guess you yeah. know like yeah yeah <laughs> so i mean let's talk about your first match we'll, we'll talk about managerial first you know the overall experience and what that was like for you because i mean starting off and like you know it's something you want to get into and then like yeah. i'm sure nerves were a part of it but uh let's oh, yeah. walk us through it yeah so like as a manager my job is to you know like get in in between stuff and like distract the ref or whatever and um i found i was obviously very nervous i didn't want to like fuck up the match it's like mm -hmm. i'm working with these talented wrestlers who have been doing this for years and i'm just this girl who's coming in here and pulling a leg but like am i doing it at the right time like you know am, am i is my energy right like i was definitely worried that i wasn't on their level um you know talent wise and stuff and timing wise and all that so um, yeah, it was nerve wracking, but I got the hang of it and I'm doing a little bit of it still today and I'm finding it definitely a lot easier than, than wrestling because there's mm -hmm. a lot less to remember, but I enjoy it still. It's, it's really fun. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, I was really lucky state of emergency took me on. It was really good experience because they also let me get in there and do moves and stuff, which is not mm -hmm. common for managers to do, right? That's usually sidelines maybe pulling this pushing whatever but 
I was like fucking jumping in doing Rana's and stratospheres and all sorts of things. So that was an incredible way to slowly get into being a wrestler. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a very nice gradual situation for me. Yeah. And as you were explaining it, it was like, yeah, this is like, you know, for a lot of people just getting thrown out for their first match. I mean, that can be very overwhelming, but getting the little bits of experience, you know, being able to do a few moves, just being a part of everything that's going on. I mean, that is really, it can almost make things a little bit easier. It seems. Honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky to have had that opportunity. I really Mm -hmm. am. Because, yeah, it's just like training wheels for wrestlers. Be be a manager first. Like, yeah. Yeah, slowly work your way into that ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, for first match, I mean, because, I mean, you started training 2021. So, I mean, it's fairly recent. But uh, just your overall, like, who it was with, because that's something that it's not easily able to find online right now. But uh, just oh, yeah. who it was with and your thoughts about it. So um, I just uh, I I wrestled my one of my trainers uh, Tony okay. Baroni. He's great, mm-hmm. He's amazing. He just carried me through that whole goddamn match. All I remember is having extreme cotton mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so afraid of forgetting stuff. And it's funny, it's actually kind of cute and cool because looking back, I'm like, holy shit, that was a really easy match, and I was freaking out about forgetting everything. And I mm-hmm. now I'm like. Hey, fucking piece of cake i could do that no problem but at that point i was like i don't i don't even know if i can do this but Mm -hmm. i can so that was cool um and yeah it was just a really cool experience and after that i was like i want to wrestle every weekend i want to do this all the time now like this is awesome like this is a high that you cannot get from anything else Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what it's like because I mean you have you know you're walking out you have your music you the crowd you know cheering <laughs> you on going crazy and it's like all eyes are on you like I feel like it can almost be overwhelming to a point it is it really is um mm-hmm. I'm also like I don't know I don't I guess I'm an extroverted introvert but I really am introverted and I'm not super people-y mm-hmm. so so yeah it is it is kind of crazy to be performing in front of a bunch of people um, doing a bunch of athletic stuff live. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary for sure. Especially, yeah. For somebody, you know, starting a little older, uh, I'm, you know, I didn't start at 19, like a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just like, uh, it's just nerve wracking. It's a, it's an unnatural experience for sure. Uh, Like uh, I want to ask now, because I mean, being involved with wrestling even at the independent level i mean all eyes you know are are on you you know in the ring people can see you outside of the ring be like oh you know they're a wrestler go up to you talk to you it can you know be overwhelming to a point i mean you see videos from you know wwe wrestlers at the airport and getting hounded for autographs and stuff and like the the mental aspect of it can really take a toll on you yeah how do you how do you balance something like that um, I don't know. I, I definitely don't have like that kind of fandom mm-hmm. at all. Um, I've kind of always been like, uh, kind of like a personality, you could say, like, I've always kind of done something that I'm like in some sort of like light, you know what I mean? Like I used to like model and, uh, 
did a little bit of acting and then was kind of just like a, I was a DJ for a bit and was mm-hmm. traveling around doing that for a bit. So I've always kind of like, and in bands too growing up. So I've always kind of like been able to work that kind of lifestyle, I suppose. And like, it's kind of, I, yeah, I've kind of always been doing that kind of performance sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it is what it is. I'm kind of used to it or, or whatever, but yeah, I definitely don't have any like crazy, like fans tracking me down, chasing yeah. me for an autograph. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Um, now, I mean, as a wrestler, as a manager, like obviously you've had different influences coming in for, you know, both different things. I mean, managerial being different than as a wrestler, but who have been some of your biggest influences? Ooh, um, so influences in my character as a wrestler. Um, yes. Do you know the wrestler Pe- Pegano? He's a yes. Mexican wrestler on CMLL and stuff. I yeah. He's huge inspiration for my look um, and and attitude i i love i love his gimmick i think it's so fucking cool uh he does mm-hmm. a lot of death matches and stuff too i just think he's such a tough cool looking guy first time i yeah. saw him i was like wow that that's like damn that's what i want to be you know mm-hmm. um i love terry funk he's probably you know all-time favorite i just love his toughness i love the stories he tells brilliant you know um big foley fan i love foley i love I especially loved him because he was never a super athletic guy. You know, he never had like a yeah. crazy background as a sports guy or whatever. Um, so I love that. He's very, you know, he's all about the character. I love his promos. I love a good promo. I've been studying his promos for years well before wrestling. You know, um, mm-hmm. John Mox, huge Moxley fan, huge inspiration from him. Um, yeah. Mostly, mostly a bunch of just tough, big dudes. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'd say <laughs> the opposite of me. Yeah. But uh, the, the... sorry, Minami Toyota too, as for yeah. a female wrestler. Fuck, I love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I could embody her energy, that would be my absolute pinnacle of goals in wrestling. I've mentioned it before, I think, but on during the pandemic i mean that's when i really started diving more into wrestling that i never got a chance to watch and one of them was like all japan women's wrestling and knowing that that was going on at the same time that i was watching the stuff on like wwf and definitely how how different they both were and i'm like i could have been watching this and you're seeing the moves and the athleticism and it is next level yeah yeah i guess like you know the stuff we were brought up on was more of like uh it was truly just more sports entertainment we were watching a soap opera with some fighting Mm -hmm. but um yeah with that some of that japanese stuff it's just like brutality Mm -hmm. absolute brutality it was like when i found onita for the first time i was like how the fuck did i not see this before like this is insane like this Mm -hmm. is life-changing this isn't unreal so yeah Uh, i meant to ask when you had mentioned uh pagano but like Oh, I mean, you've been to a death match before, but I mean, do you, do you remember the first time you went and like yeah. your overall like thoughts about it? I was freaked out, actually. I yeah. was freaked out. Um, it was like an ICW show. It was either just before the pandemic. I think it was like 2019, maybe. I think. Um, 
yeah, it was pretty bloody. There was a lot of blood. And uh, one of the guys actually had gotten like a really bad concussion. And I remember seeing him on the floor and it was like right at my feet. And I had blood all over me. I had fucking mm-hmm. blood all over me. Um, and he was right at my feet, like literally just going, ah, and his head was <laughs> gushing. And I'm like, God damn, like this mm-hmm. is crazy. But yeah, the first time, it's so funny. I'm such a mark for deathmatch. I really am. I w- will always be. Mm-hmm. But uh, just like the light tubes exploding and like, it's just fucking cool. It's just it, fun. It's just neat. I like, I've only started watching, a, you know, more and more as of late, like the past year, you know, you see a match, you, okay, you know, see what else is out there. And I went to my first <laughs> show this past summer and like, I'm by okay. no means a deathmatch connoisseur, but like, I was yeah. bloodthirsty there. I'm like, I need more. I'm watching Casanova <laughs> Valentine, like, waterboard yeah. someone and i'm like yeah it was great <laughs> yeah so, i love him too he's a very good friend of mine he's given me some sweet opportunities in my career that's for sure he actually mm-hmm. gave me my first man- manager opportunity at uh metal mania two years ago at um during mania weekend in dallas that was fucking cool okay yeah it was my uh, yeah actually that was before i started training so i did i did do managing before and that was scary i'm like i'm on tv right now and i don't even know what i'm doing cool mm-hmm. but yeah anyways yeah love deathmatch i don't know i i when i started training i was kind of like yeah be a manager or like be a deathmatch wrestler um mm-hmm. i was like really really thought i could do it but you know i've, I've done a couple like hardcore matches and it's it's pretty rough Mm-hmm. Rough, but I still I still want to do like a, a a death match, a couple of death matches for sure, like proper ones, you know. Even seeing like some of the bumps that you've taken, just in as a manager, I mean, like they were pretty intense, and <laughs> like that's just as a manager. So I mean, damn. yeah, yeah. I always um, envisioned myself before. Like when I started training and I was like, I'm going to be like a manager that gets in the ring and take bumps. Like I was like, I'm going to be like the next Francine. Like I want to do, you know, I want to like get pile driven through tables and shit. Like she took some gnarly bumps, which was pretty cool because not many managers, female managers did no ever. So I have all the respect in the women for all of the ECW managers the amount of tables that they would go through and like the chair shots, the kendo sh- stick shots. I mean, like it was yeah. nuts back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, now, I mean, you competed at NEW 14 faced off of Taylor rising. And yeah. I mean, I, I was watching the match earlier and the, the one thing that I really liked in that match was uh, like, she had went for a kick. You countered it into a fisherman suplex hit it again right after. And I thought it looked so great. Like the, the, the sequence there, like fantastic. But I mean, after working, you know, you're starting to work with some more, some more experienced veterans and stuff like that. Are there any takeaways that you're getting from those matches from them afterwards? So I won't lie. I'll be perfectly Hmm. honest with you. Um, (laughs) That match scared the fucking shit out of me. I was so, I, I was as nervous as I was, the very first time I, I wrestled. It was one okay. of those things where I'm tunnel vision. I don't remember being in there. I just remember getting to the back and being like, I hate myself. I fucked up everything. And I haven't even watched the match back. I've just been like too freaked out. But A, I was um, 
Viva Van was supposed to be her opponent that day. She couldn't make mm-hmm. it. So I was called like a couple minutes before I was to go to the venue to help out with ring crew. Hey, bring your gear, your wrestling Taylor. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. I love Taylor. I think she's so talented and awesome. You know, I've always put her on a pedestal and thought she was just so great. So the fact mm-hmm. that I got the opportunity to work with her, I was like, Oh my God, I gotta get my shit together real quick, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just the nerves. And also it was my NEW debut as a wrestler. I've only ever managed on NEW. So that was pretty nerve wracking for me. And then of course, the Commodore, it's like the the biggest venue that is basically that we work, right? So yeah. um it was it was a scary one for me, I won't lie. But I'm I definitely was able to take away a lot from it. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of this stuff is like literally your confidence. Your mm-hmm. where you're at in your head. If you're freaking out in your head, if you're stressing and if you're down on yourself and think you're unable to do something, then you are, you know, like you, you really have to believe that you're going to fucking kill it. Whether your, your opponent is somebody super green or a vet, you know, you just, you, you got to get out of your head and just do the thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I did, I did learn a little bit from about myself in that match. Definitely. It's surprising how much your mind can really mess with you when it comes to stuff like this, you know, like when it comes to wrestling. And even I know for myself doing, you know, just podcasting, it's very easy to get down on myself and what I do, even though I love doing it, you know, but like it's, you start to think like, you know, if I'm trying to, you know, coordinate with guests or whatever, and then it's like, okay, well, it's, you know, nobody's getting back to me. Then, you know, it's okay. Well, why am I doing this? You know, it's so easy, just one little thing. And it's like trying to work on myself that I don't get like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You have your off days and your on days too. Cause I've, I've had a few matches recently. I'm just kind of like a little bit of a stickler on myself, whether it's art, whether it's my physical, whether it's anything I'm, I'm always like, eh, it could be better. You know, it could mm-hmm. always be better. So yeah, I definitely find with wrestling that, um, I do that a lot to myself yeah. and it's way too easy to do that in this industry because there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of different kinds of people. Like I was saying before, there's super athletic people that just jump right from the gymnastics center into WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and then there's people that are super have incredible characters, but they can't do a moonsault. So I don't know. It's, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Well- it really is i mean this past summer i mean you really had quite the summer i mean i'm i turn on my tv i'm watching gcw backyard (laughs) and there's stare zap you know and then i'm like you find out later as i like 911 he's there too and it's like what is going on that was 911's house that was his property yeah like how did this come to be um so I've been going to GCW shows for years mm-hmm. and GCW has always been my GCW to me is the new ECW and I'm such an ECW nut that I just found GCW fell in love saw Nick Gage is on there I would love Nick Gage on uh, CZW so it was really cool to like have this kind of hardcore death match you know but like yeah, I love GCW. I think they're great. But anyways, um, so yeah, I was going to a lot of the shows and I just made friends with a lot of the wrestlers and Joey Janela became one of my really close friends, dearest supporters in my life, you know, and uh 
he kind of he kind of hooked that up for me because I was like, I really want to go to that. And he's like, you want to wrestle on it? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, yeah, like, <laughs> why not? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. Dropped mm-hmm. everything, booked a flight and went to New Jersey. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really fun. It's like you're there the next, uh, maybe the next day, a few days later, it's like pictures of you with like June Kasai. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's... Yeah. So I had gone down to TOS, uh, Tournament of Survival, the uh, which is one of my favorite tournaments of all time. I was, you know, that was, they, CZW used to do that back in the day. So mm-hmm. uh, I just, I try to go to all of them. And uh, yeah, I, I flew down for that the weekend before the uh, the backyard show. So mm-hmm. yeah, hanging out backstage was fucking June Kasai. It was unbelievable. It, it's, it's something else because I mean, he's really like, you're hearing more or not hearing but like you see more and more of me had the match with desperado last year that was like oh unbelievable yeah. this past year there was the matches yeah. so i mean seeing that picture was pretty pretty damn cool um yeah very cool i want to ask i mean you know we've talked you know some of your matches but are there any other memorable matches or moments that really stand out to you so far that that i've done yes yeah yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, the GCW, it wasn't like my best work and I didn't really do much in the match, but that was the coolest experience of my wrestling career, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, working with people that I've admired for years that I consider my friends, um, that was really cool for me. It was very neat. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think of anything else that i've done um just like honestly i've just been given so many unreal opportunities and i have so many bookings coming up where i'm like how the hell did this even happen like mm-hmm. this is happening so fast i can't i like what how how did i get this match on gong like kids yeah. women's wrestling like what you know so yeah, I'm just like constantly blown away by what's going on in my career. I'm just every everything. I'm just like, wow, I'm so grateful for this. Thank you. You know, so mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely my favorite memory in wrestling so far was the GCW Backyard show. Mm-hmm. That was it was just an overall cool experience. The the vibe of those look just incredible. Just everyone sitting around on lawn chairs, having a blast. People yeah. in the pools. I'm like, I want to yeah. see something like this. And it's enough so of these my vibe. Like that's just my vibe. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, bless Canada for many reasons. Canada's okay, whatever. But yeah. you won't have anything like that. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no cool deathmatch scene here. There's no like weirdo backyard scene or anything it's just it's pretty cut and dry here um but yeah like it's just a different horse of a different color in the states when it comes to that kind of style of wrestling and i i love it so Mm -hmm. you know like if i could be around more of that vibe that'd be sick (laughs) it's it's funny the amount of people i've talked to on here that like they said they started off with their own like backyard fed and i'm like where was this when i was growing up so that i could go and watch this yeah, like Daniel Macabe, he used to do backyard stuff. So did Tony Baroni. I think they did it together. But I'm like, where I grew up, I don't. Rem- I remember kids wrestling on trampolines and yeah. breaking their backs. But like, other <laughs> than that, I don't. I don't remember a cool like bunch of mattresses on the floor or anything. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't, no, I didn't have that growing up in Ontario. I'm from Ontario, by the way. So. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. Uh, yeah. Manitoba, we didn't have anything like that. I mean, we would rent pay-per-views at my parents' house. Like there'd be 10 of us. And then we'd go in the backyard and wrestle because <laughs> that's what we did as 15 yeah. year olds, apparently. So, but no yeah, backyard yeah, yeah. feds. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we were kind of talking the, about, you know, having this conversation today, um, you had mentioned that you are an advocate for mental health. And to me, that is something that's very important, uh, especially in this day and age, because there are so many things that can affect people and not having the right resources or knowing what to do. And it can be very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, how do you as yourself, like, manage these sort of things because it can be tough sometimes yeah yeah um i mean i grew up in a very uh toxic um environment with a lot of substance abuse around me so i was kind of brought up into that lifestyle um Mm -hmm. you know being like a little metal punk kid lots of underage drinking drug use all my life um you start to see trends in your uh, circle of friends where you know suddenly people have really really bad drug addictions and people are dying and i've lost the amount of friends i've lost in the last couple years is staggering and uh between suicide and drug overdose it's just been um more than i can i can take really so Mm -hmm. i decided to to um quit everything and be a sober person for the first time in my life recently. So that's, that's been a journey for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've lost my best friends, you know, so yeah, it's definitely something that I pay close attention to and I try to be the best support I can to my friends that are still around, you know, and, uh, you know, do the best I can with the sobriety thing. But, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a hell of a journey with that, and wrestling has really helped me stay on track with all that shit too, because all the training and and uh, nutrition, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean to continue the journey you're on. I mean, you want to have the best version of yourself to you know continue on with it. You know, like so, whether it's you know the gym or the nutrition, all of those sort of things to help you with the training, it can mm-hmm. really kind of like, I don't want to say condense, but it kind of puts things in perspective almost to like, yeah. you know, continue what you need to do. Definitely. And I like to be really open about this stuff too. And I, I like to be honest with people, whether they like it or not, you know, and mm-hmm. I know people are going to judge me upon like my past and what I, you know, what I've done with a lot of my life and, in the circles I've, I've hung out in, but you know, I think it's good to be honest. And because I know a lot of other people, especially in this industry are going through the same shit, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of people hide their, and that's fine too. A lot of people hide their addictions and kind of like put everything under a rug, but I like to be open about it. Cause I, I just, I want people to know that they're not alone and yeah. you know, it's, it's a struggle and sometimes you fail and you get back up and you try again and you know, mm-hmm. all you can do is your best at the end of the day. And, and talking about it gives you some sort of accountability too, because then it's like, okay, I've talked about my sobriety. Now I really have to stay on track. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's healing to talk about and to be open about it. Yeah. And I mean, I know like 
And I think most people at some point in their life have had friends or family members where, you know, there has been things, you know, like that, where you, you need to, you know, be there for them to help out and show that support and just know that they're not alone with it because it can be a hell of a journey to like, I don't want to say make things right, but to kind of like help them because Mm -hmm. there's so many different factors that play with all of it. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. yeah raised so, by um, uh, oh go ahead sorry no no I was gonna say I just like when you're especially when you're like raised in that it's really hard to uh remove yourself from that way of thinking it's mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah um now I mean I, I I'm we're I've I got a few more for you before I start rambling but Hell um yeah. um you you mentioned recovering from the concussion. Mm-hmm. When do you think we will see you back in the ring again? You know, competing? um, well, I have a lot of bookings coming up in October. Um, mm-hmm. so hopefully, oops, my phone. Um, hopefully those will happen. I don't have to cancel anything, but, um, I've got, um, a couple matches at wild Rose in Calgary and Edmonton. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first weekend of October, and then I have a couple other uh, things. There's POW, um, do, 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 uh, Russell Court in Vancouver. There's another NEW show, actually. It's Femme Fatale versus NEW, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. the coasts will collide for that one. Uh, that's in Vancouver. Um, that one I'm really looking forward to. Um, and then, yeah, I have the gong one in, uh, California, which is insane. Cause it's all these Joshis that I am yeah. terrified of. Are gonna... <laughs> 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 uh, and, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. It's, it's pretty stacked, pretty stacked month. I'll, I have to give all the credit in the world for NEW and the femme fatales, uh, putting on this show, because I mean, you see the incredibly talented wrestlers on the West coast out East in like Quebec and Ontario, they're crushing it too. And it's like, let's just put them all together and, you know, let the best person win because why not? So I'm very Definitely. excited for this. Yeah. There's a lot of, a uh, lot of ladies out East. I find mm-hmm. there's not a, not a huge women's wrestling scene out here right now. I mean, it's getting better, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot out there. So it'd be cool to, have them here and then i hope to do a kind of like east coast tour i'm from the east coast i'm from ontario so it'd be cool to go back there for a little bit and do some wrestling there too we're gonna see tara zep kicking ass in iws in no time yeah i fuck i would love to be i would love to go there and train for a bit Uh, yeah oh they've been doing some great things out there. So it's exciting to see like with them on fight plus and everything. And like just independent wrestling as a whole, getting more opportunities here in Canada. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really stoked on them. I I forgot they were doing, uh, they did that GCW crossover too, which was really cool. (laughs) That was awesome. Crazy. Uh, I normally ask for a match recommendation, one that you like, one you're a fan of that you've watched that you think the listeners should go check out. But I'm going to make it more specific for you. An an ECW match that you are a fan of that you think that the listeners should go check out. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, there's a Jerry Lynn uh, versus RVD match that I really love. Um, Mm -hmm. (sighs) Oh. 
I don't, I couldn't tell you the date. Um, That's okay. They had a few that were just like bangers. That was one of the first matches I saw that got me hooked on ECW. Well, same actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's one match that stands in my mind that I think about a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely one of those. Anything that Sabu's ever done on ECW. <laughs> Sabu's another huge influence of mine. Although I don't do anything Sabu does, I wish I could. Um, yeah. Well, perfect. Um, we ran through the upcoming shows. Where can people find you if uh, they're not already following you on social media or like anything else that you would like to plug right now? Um, so on social, on both um, Twitter, I guess X uh, and uh, Instagram, I'm just villain tears up. Um, I have a pro wrestling tea store coming with a whole bunch of stuff, which is really exciting. I'm actually going to have a bunch of merch for once in my life. Nice. Um, I have a website where I'm selling some of my eight by tens and stuff. It's tearsup.com. And other than that, like I just, I post a lot about my upcoming shows and things I'm doing. Um, I'm hoping to do some more stuff like, you know, start a Twitch and all that and be more, be more on the internet i guess yeah um, yeah so that's what's going on nice that's awesome um tara thank you so much for joining me i truly appreciate it yeah thank you so much for having me it's a nice chat thank you so much to tara and thank you for checking out the podcast i say it every time i will always say it i truly appreciate you taking time out of your day, time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling if it's your first time listening you can find me up on twitter at greenmaker pod all other social medias you can find me weekly up on Love Wrestling doing four exposure with my good friend Pluggo. That's every Saturday morning. Uh, I think that covers it. Email graymakerpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, all podcast streaming platforms. So thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.